Welcome to Life and Liminality, a conversation of thriving in the threshold. We're continuing our discussion today about postures and what we mean by positioning our heart in a way to enter into liminal space. We're going to continue talking today about hospitality as one of the first postures that is helpful in the journey of liminal space. A while back, I had um, an opportunity to do a physical cleanse. I don't know if you ever had to do this or not, but <laughs> you drink this solution and it started out as a powder. And as you mix it in with water, it gets thick and kind of gloopy. And I don't even know what the word to describe it was. It was just, it was thick and it was hard to drink. And I remember, I just called it sludge. Okay, I got to drink my sludge today. And the, the first time I did it, I put some of that in my mouth and tried so hard <laughs> to swallow and just, I just gagged. I mean, it just, and, and gagging is such an automatic reflex. It's not like you tell yourself to gag, you just kind of do. And I, I had to force myself to drink that stuff because every time I put it in my mouth, I would like naturally gag. And it was so hard. What happened though is um, I, I believed that drinking it was going to be valuable for me. And so I kept doing it. And it eventually it was not the first day, not the second day, but eventually all of that pushing myself to get past the gagging it down um, had its benefits. And I, I think of this as the, sometimes the way it is when we talk about hospitality, that initially when we say, well, here I am in this in-between place and this is really uncomfortable and I, I just want to go back to what I used to know or I don't want to deal with all the messiness that I'm facing. Um, I don't want to have to embrace new and change and I it's it's a way of gagging on something that we're trying to take in and I think I just want to normalize that to say that is an okay place that it's okay to be gagging initially as you're trying to welcome something new um, but continuing to drink it is what the posture of hospitality is is to say even though this is hard I'm going to continue to do it because I believe that there's benefits down the road, that there's good that can come from this, even if initially I don't want it. I want it, but I don't want it, right? Definitely. I, I want the benefits, but I don't want to take something in that's making me gag. <laughs> but if we stick with it, it does get better and we do start to see fruit of it. Doesn't always necessarily feel any better, but we do begin to see the transformation happen. Um, as we stick with it. Definitely. I liken a lot of things to athletics because I was my background and was so comfortable in my life. That was my life for so long. That idea of something healthy to drink that you don't want to, to drink um, is really, is really good for me as as well as it reminds me of training for an Ironman triathlon. My husband and I signed up for a full distance Ironman triathlon in 2013. It initially started competitively because he was going to sign up. And I felt like, well, if he's going to do it, I guess I might as well sign up also. And, but initially, we, we didn't just sign up for a full distance Ironman triathlon. We got into 
racing triathlon by starting out with what they call a mini triathlon. You swim 400 yards, you bike nine miles, and you run two miles. I felt at that point, well, I can easily, I can easily do that. Well, when I even started training for the mini, I got into a pool and swam 25 yards and barely made it to the end of one lane of swimming and had to lay myself onto the pool deck because I was so exhausted from swimming 25 yards. How am I going to swim 2.4 miles? What? But even back at that point, I had no concept in my mind that I would sign up for a full distance Ironman. But little by little, as I trained my body and I trained my mind to realize I could I could do the full thing. I could do a sprint triathlon. Then I could do what they call an Olympic distance um, triathlon. And then it was a half Ironman. And then I came to a point where I could fully wrap my brain around. Okay, I couldn't wrap my brain around doing a full distance Ironman triathlon really ever. Even while I was doing the triathlon, I would set these little goals of, okay, I'm going to make it to the next buoy while I was swimming. I'm going to make it to the next buoy. And then I'm going to make it to get out of the water. Um, But similar to lifting weights, similar to running, uh, once you start meeting those little goals that you have, you're able to, for lack of better term, be hospitable to what you're going to do that day. Even um, training, if it's a sprint workout, I don't, I don't really feel like doing a sprint workout today, but you're training your muscles to overcome the discomfort to not only your physical body, but your mind, your mind has to become comfortable with the uncomfortable place that you get to during a race. And that is what being hospitable to liminal space reminds me of also is those times when I've been training or in a in a race and you can't see the finish line but you know if I just keep moving my feet step by step by step by step I'm I will make it to the finish line yeah that's um it's it's a powerful image that idea of training ourselves um and I think that as we um, walk into a liminal time, we can actually get better at receiving the chaos that comes. Um, well, we may never get used to it and we may never like it, uh, but we can become more hospitable, which is, um, to me, another way of saying that we're open. Um, we're creating space, a kind of a, a friendly space for, uh, something to come in and, for us to begin to process what, okay, what is this new thing, this new part of my identity, this new understanding of the world, this new way of looking at my career, my family, my sense of self, who it is that I need to be because I've just um, found myself in a whole new uh, season of change. Um, All of that is something that we can honor and give it its due, knowing that um, there's something valuable about this. In fact, there's something holy about it. And uh, it reminds me of the, the picture of Moses when he stands before the burn, burning bush and he's receiving a calling to go back 
into Egypt um, as a Hebrew this time, not as received as an Egyptian, but he's being called to lead and become a whole new person. And God reveals himself to Moses and says, take off your shoes. What's happening right now is a holy moment. It's holy ground. And taking off his shoes at that moment becomes a way for him to honor what was happening, a calling into something that he'd never seen before. And he didn't know what the end result was going to look like. And he didn't feel adequately prepared for that calling. He gave all the reasons why this was a terrible idea. I have done that. And I, I know what that feels like. This is just doesn't fit my vision of what this part of my life was supposed to look like. I want to give all the excuses why either I can't do it or I'm not willing to do it or it's not fair. Um, but to take off my shoes gives me a moment to say, well, whatever this is and whatever I can't see about it, I'm still going to call it a holy moment and recognize that there's something much bigger than me at work here. I'm going to let it in. When I left North Carolina to come to Arizona, I had to give up my dream house, <laughs> the cabin that we were living in, and my dream job, which was the outdoor adventure guide service that I had built from nothing. It was a long process of mourning. We'll talk about the mourning, the losses um, in a future podcast, but I just recently had to finalize the disillusion of that business. And it struck me much harder than I imagined. I mean, we've already moved. I've got a new house. I've already given up the job, but revisiting that I was dissolving my LLC and doing the final paperwork and paying the final fees just had such a, a drastic effect on me. What I had to do in that moment was honor what was happening, to give it a moment and, and recognize that that season that I was letting go of and all of the emotions that were rising up because I was um, revisiting this loss was a holy moment. And if I didn't give it its due, it was going to eat away at me and I was going to get bitter or I have, there's such potential for a negative spiral if I don't honor a moment and let the feelings be whatever they are. And that was an important process for me just yesterday that I had to just sit in that sadness and, and be um, welcoming to it. And in a sense, just allow myself to honor the business that I was laying in the ground and pause and not try and just rush through it, not just fill out the paperwork, get it done and try and move on. Um, because it didn't, it didn't give space to the importance of that season in my life where I was doing something I loved. And then also it forced me to recognize that I still want whatever it was that that was bringing to me and to be honest with my wants and my needs, and then to be hopeful that that is somehow going to converge here, that there's going to be more um, available. Yeah. I love your vulnerability with, with that and the relevance to what we're talking about that, that that just happened for you, that that's right now, that that is able to speak to someone, myself included, to have some of that hope and hold on to some of that hope 
that you're that you're speaking of that there is something holy and there's something honorable about recognizing it and that it's possible to have those emotions without letting it crush you and suffocate you and become something so negative. I want to revisit a metaphor that you and I have discussed that was very was meaningful to me in the sense of hospitality of having a house guest and what the inside of your house might look like when someone shows up to either drop by for coffee or may need to stay a little longer. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I I know that um, if someone comes by your house, drops in unexpected, um, of course there's the initial re- reaction. Oh no, who is this? What am I ready? No, I'm not ready, but it's okay. Come on in, and you want to say, well, come on in, sit down, rest. Um, some, something that struck me is that if I invite somebody in my house. I better have some room on the couch for them. I can't have stuff everywhere so that there's no place to sit. If I want them to come and stay, I can't have the bedroom so full of junk or even good stuff, but that there means that there would be no room for them to come and sleep or rest or bring whatever it is that they've brought with them. If my kitchen counters are completely packed with all of my things, and they're bringing dinner over and there's no place to put it, this is a problem. I think that that's part of that metaphor that that you're mentioning, that we've got to make sure that if we are going to offer hospitality to the experiences of liminal space, we have to take some time to empty out some rooms and create some space so that that can come in and rest, so that it can be a part of who we are at the moment. Um, And sometimes that takes some work. So before we can be hospitable, there are some things that maybe we need to recognize are filling our lives and that we will never be able to process through the importance of what we're learning or ways that we need to grow in our liminal space if our lives are completely crammed with all the distractions and with all of the ways that we are trying to um, stay busy, even when what we really need to do is do nothing. Um, and it's hard to do nothing. And we talked about that a little bit in a few podcasts ago. And we were saying it's not it's in it's not in our American culture to sit and do nothing and to be unproductive in a way. Um, but until we create space to be unproductive, we don't have room for something new to rise up. Um, we cannot fill our schedule so full that when a new relationship that's an important one for helping us walk through liminal space comes along, that we don't have room for it. Um, There's an openness to the mystery of what's happening that we we can't be hospitable to if we are continually trying to keep ourselves propped up with what what is known. Did I cover it? Yes. I also wanted to mention it's it was funny, we we joked a little bit about it or had a little laugh that welcoming someone in and being hospitable in that sense of maybe they're, it's an unannounced, unexpected visit, similar to how we may, some people get thrust into a liminal space. Um, it's like, it's not 
just an uncomfortable conversation with someone. It's not you're walking down the street and you run into someone who you weren't expecting to see and more like someone coming into your house and not going through your kitchen drawers, but going through like your bedroom drawers and looking through your things that you probably wouldn't have many people look through. That's more what it seemed, what it's like to me that this liminal space and this time and the things that happen during this time are more like someone taking out things in your drawers and talking to you about them. And in the sense of you saying, making space for someone to do that, it's difficult because how am I ever going to be prepared for someone to drop by and go into my bedroom? And in the same sense, once we are more familiar with that posture, we can understand that some of those feelings are going to happen that may be somewhat uncomfortable, similar to what you were talking about in your, in, with your business, that you, you knew you were going to be dissolving your company at some point. You knew that moving here was going to change the direction of how things were going for your company, yet it's almost as if it was a surprise guest. Someone dropped by your house and said, hey, I don't have a place to stay for a few nights. Can I come in and hang out? Can I bring the stuff I have in my car and stay in an extra guest bedroom? And if we don't have an extra place for someone to stay because it's so filled up with all the stuff or again, we're so busy, we don't have time to even talk to the person, then it doesn't allow us to spend time with the person or spend time in the place where we may be growing. Yes. Good. I love it. Um, So let's wrap it up for this time. One of the hard things about doing a podcast is that I don't get to see the responses of the people listening. And I know that I thrive more off of conversation where I get to hear what people are thinking. So I'm going to throw out the question again, um, just to wrap up for today. And like I said before, if you have any response that, um, that you're, that's stirring in you, we would love to hear your feedback on it. You can go to our Facebook page and create a conversation. Um, It's life in liminality um, on Facebook. Just post something that maybe you're responding to where it comes to this posture of hospitality. We'll, um, We'll create some other conversations there as well, discussing hospitality, but Um, We'd love to see any feedback that you have, but here's the question to wrap us up for today. How do you need to make space for the gifts of this season, including the intrusions and interruptions, the unexpected guests, the, the new opportunities and the changes? How do you need to make space for that? What does that look like for you? Is it a, is it a change in your time schedule. Some of this is already happening because we're quarantined and maybe you're having to be hospitable to the idea of working from home. There's already change happening. Or maybe you're, maybe your life hasn't changed a whole lot except that you can't be with other people. Well, so if it has been forced on you to create space, how can we, how can we use this and take this posture, which means that we are being intentional and we are participating with it, uh, instead of fighting against it. Um, and and we can use this time to figure out what needs to be sorted through so that we can be more um, open to whatever transformation needs to happen for us. And 
what is a way that you need to honor this threshold? Maybe there's been, you, maybe you've been taking sort of a defensive posture towards this threshold that you're in, and it's time to honor it. Maybe you need to do a sort of physical act of go stand at your back door and walk inside and take off your shoes and stand there for a moment and recognize that what is happening right now in our world, in your life, in my life, in whatever season you're in that has been thrown into chaos, just take a moment and honor what's happening and pray through it or meditate for a moment on the holy ground that it is. Uh, Sometimes that kind of physical response is what we need in order to lead our hearts and our minds and our spirits um, into that place as well. So if that's what you need, go stand at your back door, open the door very intentionally, walk in, take your shoes off and just pause, pause and awesome. and surrender to what this space means for you. Awesome. I think we're good for today and yeah. we've got so much more coming. We're excited about getting into the other postures. And like I said, feel free to give us some response. We'd love to hear from you.